Welcome back, everybody, to KickServeRadio.com, Tennis on Air with Andy Zoden. And today I'm joined by one of the true power players in the sport of professional tennis. Now, you think about power players, you know, you think about John Isner and that big serve. Maybe you think about Dominic Team off the ground. I'm talking from a business perspective. I'm joined today by John Venison, uh, who works alongside the likes of Jim Courier. They started Inside Out Sports and Entertainment a while back, and now he's working very closely with Oracle. And if you look up just about every week, you see an Oracle challenger. You see Oracle connected to something going on in pro tennis and John has a lot to do with that. John, welcome to KickServeRadio.com. It's good to have you today. Thank you, Andy. Great to be here. So, John, for, for those of us who try to keep up with the fluidity with respect to the sport of tennis and its attachment to all of its different corporate players, if you will, you looked up for several years and you see three letters attached to a lot of the big marquee tennis events, and, the, and those three letters were BNP. Now suddenly we look up and we're seeing Oracle connected to a lot of things that are American tennis related. It's really great to see Oracle stepping up in the way that it has to help keep the sport well-funded and well-resourced and well-promoted. Talk about Oracle's attachment to American tennis and kind of what that evolution process has looked like. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're lucky enough to have a, a few groups who have incorporated tennis into their culture, Oracle definitely on the American side. And uh, I think that I think that starts at the top. I think both Larry Ellison and Mark Hurd uh, have been big proponents of the of the sport for many years. Larry has obviously invested not in has invested into the sport not only through Oracle but also on his own with taking the Indian Wells event to basically the top of the world. I mean that event was was always a big event, but it has become. It has become enormous on the world stage, and, and most people think of it as, as the fifth major. And I think that it has worked within the company so that they've utilized it twofold. And I think the first way is that it's actually helped their business from a sales standpoint, realizing that, that the sport is great for the demographic of a lot of the people who are interested in their products. And also, they have a real altruistic mentality with respect to really promoting the the sport internally in the United States and really wanting Americans to succeed on the world stage. And the two of those have really worked well for them. So, John, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I read between the lines here, it sounds like you're saying they're, they're realizing some, some ROI uh, on this investment. This isn't just a branding effort, but they're actually seeing sales increase. And I specify that because if there are other companies that are interested in potentially uh, aligning themselves with the sport of tennis, there's definitely some, some tangible benefits there. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, if you look at the studies of, of who comes to watch the sport, who watches the sport on TV, who's playing the sport, it's a demographic that works well for business. And that has been proven in some other sports as well. But uh, tennis, I think, has been somewhat of a sleeper on the American side due to the fact that we haven't had as many high-profile players, at least on the men's side, as we have on the female side over the past 10 or 15 years. And I think that Oracle not only has seen and realized success with what uh, they have been doing at the events in Indian Wells, but realized that the better the sport becomes 
uh, on the American side, the more American players who become stars, the more high profile the sport will become, and that will translate into more success for them on the on the uh, business side as well. John, I want to be sure before I lose my thought here about thanking Sarah Romano uh, for for setting up the opportunity for me to talk to you today. And she mentioned for sure asked John about the Pathway Initiative, which talks about bringing players from uh, the college level to the maybe the challenger level uh, of the pros and and how Oracle is is uh, connected to that initiative. Yes, absolutely. So Oracle has has helped to support the sport all the way from the top, as I previously described, all the way down to college and even even lower than that. But from a from a collegiate standpoint, to start there and then work your way back up, Oracle supports collegiate tennis through sponsorship in a number of ways, uh, most importantly through the ITA. And this includes sponsoring several of the marquee ITA events throughout the year. And uh, that those include the Oracle ITA Masters, the Oracle ITA Fall Championships. And what, what we have done now with the linkage and the pathway is try to create a way where a player can succeed at the collegiate level and smoothly and easily and with minimal expense work their way up onto the big stage of the Pro Tour. So what we have done with that, as we work with the ITA and link that to the Oracle Pro Series, is give the winners of those events and the, and the high achievers in those, those events the opportunity to earn wild cards into the lower level Pro Series events and then work their way up from there, potentially all the way to the Oracle Challenger Series and up to Indian Wells. So it's a real merit-based pathway where if you're good enough, you will succeed. My guest today on KickServeRadio.com is John Venison talking Oracle and its partnership with American Tennis. We'll be back with more with John right after this. I'm Sarah Zoden, and I love my tennis travel, to say the least. My favorite tennis destination? You got it. It's the BMP Paribas Open, hands down. The best male and female players playing at one of the most spectacular tennis venues in the world, the beautiful Indian Wells Garden. This year's event is March 9th through the 22nd. For more, go to bmpperibasopen.com. The tennis is truly amazing, and the doubles events often showcase many of the top singles players. Speaking of doubles, this will be the Bryan Brothers' final appearance in the desert. You definitely want to be there for that. So pack your sunscreen and your sunglasses, and I'll see you in the desert in March. Okay, back with John Venison. John, let's talk about the goals for 2020 with what Oracle wants to do to continue its expansion of its ever-growing partnership with American Tennis. What's being done right now is incredibly exciting, but it sounds like there's a lot of more great things on the horizon for the coming year. Yeah, for sure. So we started with a rolling start this fall. We announced the Oracle Pro Series, which is a schedule of kind of, of so, somewhere between 40 to 50 new ATP, WTA, and ITF uh, World Tennis Tour professional events across the United States. Uh, we have had 12 of them thus far, and we are rolling into 2020 um, doing the same thing. We've already announced the first quarter of the schedule for 2020 where we will be in Ann Arbor, Los Angeles, 
San Diego, Malibu, Columbus, Las Vegas, and Orlando. And we will have the remainder of the 2020 schedule out within the coming weeks. Um, these are all prize money events. They all will give players the opportunity to attain ATP or WTA points. The prize money ranges on the low end from 25000 all the way up to six-figure prize money. What this has done is create the opportunity for about 40, maybe 45% more playing opportunities in the United States for American players um, and for international players, but the events are all U.S.-based at this point. And um, what we've seen, given the success that a lot of a lot of other countries have had, whether it be France or Spain or Italy, is they had historically created an opportunity for their up-and-coming players to stay local or stay within their country, travel around, therefore minimizing their expenses, and, and attain enough points to get into the top 100 in the world. And that is the goal here. We have the business goal that we've already touched upon for Oracle, but the more altruistic goal as it, as it relates to American tennis is to get more Americans into the top 100 as quickly as we can. And so via the pathway that we spoke about earlier with respect to co- the connection of college to the pros, these are all pro events and you will have current pros, you will have fledgling pros, you'll have pros coming back from injury. It will be a system that will allow for Americans to stay in the United States and uh, and really earn their stripes to make it uh, into or back into the top 100. That being said, John, what is the relationship like, if there is one right now, a tangible one at least, between Oracle and, let's say, USTA player development and the connectivity between the Martin Blackmans and the Brent Salazars, Gil Reyes, maybe even over on the west side of the country. Um, is, is there anything going on between Oracle and, and, and those folks to try to, to team up to help achieve these goals of all these you know, potential top 100 American players? Very much so. We are in weekly contact, sometimes daily contact with the USTA. They are allocated a significant number of the wild cards, and we rely on their expertise on a weekly basis to tell us who should be getting into events. We also work closely with them on the scheduling and routing of the tour to make sure we're not overlapping on any on any events that currently exist. I mean, to give you an idea, prior to this Oracle Pro Series being announced, the USTA or the USTA Pro Circuit, I should say, had somewhere in the 105-ish range of events. It, that number's a bit fluid each year. Some come and go, but that was approximately what they had. So you can see what we are doing by increasing that. They have been hugely supportive of that. And as obviously Oracle has been hugely supportive of the game and therefore it works well for both sides. Um, but we are working very closely with them to make sure that we're utilizing their expertise to maximize the opportunities for these players, not only based on who is playing, but also when they're playing and where they're playing. Well, John, as a, as, as a teaching pro here in Denver at Columbine Country Club, a, a USPTA professional and someone who's got a, a loose tie to the, to the sport of tennis from a media perspective, I want to thank you for, for your efforts and Larry Ellison directly for his and, and the Sarah Romanos and Matt Van Tynans of the world that are doing all you guys are doing uh, to continue to promote the sport and keep it healthy. And before I let you go, I would like to, to ask you a question that I, I asked Roger Federer at Indian Wells last year, which is, 
you know, part of what you're doing is clearly predicated upon having the superstars to sort of help with keeping the sport in the mainstream and uh, and in the public eye on, on a regular basis. Is there a concern from people that are in positions like yours that when Roger and Rafa and Novak eventually ride off into the sunset, and it, and it seems like Father Time is undefeated, it doesn't seem to have yet really <laughs> applied to these guys, but when they do, I said to Roger, are you concerned when you guys are gone? that the sport of tennis is, is going to experience somewhat of, of a lull in popularity, somewhat of a, of a void with you guys being gone. And, of course, Roger being the incredibly humble superstar that he is would have none of it. What are your thoughts? Well, it's a, it's a question that everybody wants to know the answer to, but I will say it's not a novel question because it's the same question that Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi, Jim Courier, Michael Chang, etc., were being asked when they were up-and-coming players on the heels of Jimmy Connors, John McEnroe, et cetera. Alan Borg. Exactly. And I think those guys were probably asked it along the, uh, as, as they were you know, on the heels of the, of the generation that preceded them. So this sport has been around for a long time. Roger, Rafa, Novak, Andy Murray are obviously a generation of, of talent and of notoriety and success that we've never seen before. But um, I don't think the sport's going anywhere. I think that just to give you an example, on our tour, on the tour that Jim Courier and I started in 2005, the Champion Series, uh, we have had everybody who's been number one in the world on the ATP computer since 1978 has, has played on the tour. And I think that tennis is in their blood irrespective of how much money they make or how old they are. They love being connected to it. They love being connected to their fans. So whether they're playing on the ATP tour or in a tour such as ours, I think they will continue to be a part of the sport. And I think that the sport will regenerate as it always has. So there might be a brief lull as we get to know the younger generation, but five years from now, uh, I think there's going to be a handful of new names who are in those spots, and the sport's going to be every bit as strong as as it is right now. Clearly, we saw a glimpse of that in London, John, when we saw Dominic Team lose a, a, a nail-biter tie-break to Stefanos Tsitsipas in that tour-ending final. Gun to your head, you're you're in the casino at Vegas, and you got to go bet on who's going to be the next number one in the world outside of these big three. Who's your guy? I would probably go with Sissipas. Okay. But it's not super clear. I don't think there's going to be someone who dominates the way Roger, Rafa, and Novak have. Right. I mean, you got Medvedev, you got team, you got a lot of young up and comers, and it seems like it's going to be a little more, to me at least, of what we experienced prior to this Federer, Nadal, Djokovic generation, where it was a little bit spread out among the ranks, a little bit more than the way we've seen these guys dominate, winning 54 majors over the last, what, 15, 16 years, huh? Yeah, it's it's been crazy. And, and I, I mean, look, when, when Pete won his 14th, I don't think anybody thought that three people were going to pass him within the short period of time. So, uh, you know, no nobody knows what's going to happen down the road. But I would be shocked if we saw another group group of three win 50-plus majors in our lifetime. 
Yeah, it isn't going to happen. John, thanks so much. I really appreciate you joining me today. Uh, KickServeRadio.com, Tennis on Air with Andy Zoden. My guest today has been John Venison. John, thank you so much for everything you do for our sport and continued success with everything that you're connected to. Everybody uh, connected to the sport of tennis appreciates your efforts. Thank you, and thank you for everything you do for the sport. We love what you do, and uh, keep doing it. Will do. Thanks, John. <laughs> 